When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. I am thrilled at the opportunity to finally play a match that is not in my bathroom. Griffin Newman versus Josh Horowitz, round number two in New York, in Brooklyn. Both New York gentlemen, both undefeated in the undercard. I've got pants. I still have pants that I own, so I can, I can put them on. Sure, why not? I want to get back out there. I want to get into the field. I want to be playing people. I-R-L. And I'm glad that the Schmodown is coming to us to let us both play home field advantage in the city that we know. If you have an opportunity to get to that match in Brooklyn on October 9th during Comic-Con weekend, get there at SchmodownLive.com. Boys and girls, children of all ages, the MTS proudly brings to you, it's the one and only Star Wars Champion of the World! Hello everybody and welcome to the Schmodown Rundown, the only show that matters. My name is Brad Gilmore, but you might know me by another name. You might know me as Le Boat. Oh my god, you're my dream boat, for sure. You're a slacker, Brad. Brad Gilmore and this bitch. Coming off of a live pay-per-view stream. Pay-per-view? That shocked the world. I'm joined by the Illa boy from Illinois, Frankie Boy Janish. Hit him one time. Sexy numbers. One time. Sexy player. Love those numbers. Sexy love numbers. It, love I love it. those numbers. I'm Thanks feeling so. really good about those. Oh, I'm feeling those numbers. Feel, feel it. Them. You know what? Um, Brad, I got to ask yes. you real quick. Ask are me. you a certified lover boy? Or are you a, a donda guy? What do you. Look, man. I'm CLB. You know what? I'm right there with you. I'm way too sexy for my shirt. I'm <laughs> you right now. <laughs> uh, I'm a CLB. 
I'm gonna see yeah, you right now. I'm right. I'm right there. I like it. I like. I like that a lot. You know, um, in WWE there used to be a guy named Christian. I don't know if you know Christian. He's in AEW now. It's Christian Cage. Okay. But his nickname used to be CLB, and that stood for Creepy Little Bastard. Oh my god! <laughs> Not certified lover boy. Hey That's guys, great. we're here to talk about the match that most of you just watched. You most of you just saw the championship match: Andrew DeMolanta versus Harper, the man, the myth, the legend, hmm. Thomas Harper. Um, we're going to be talking about that match. We'll be joined. Can I say who we're joined by, or should we just say we're joined by the the champ? We're joined by the champion. Yeah, we're going to be joined by the champ. So if you know, you know. And if you don't know, you will know. You know? You know. Yeah, we no. have some some big things to uh, get to. We have some Super Chats. We're going to get to those Super Chats here in just a moment. Um, we're going to get to them in just a moment. But first, Frank, a couple of news things. I actually want to start the show off hot. Oh. I'm going to drop breaking news before we get into our regular Dude, you topics. better because I just saw what you put into our thing yes. here, and I was like, oh. oh. So this upcoming Tuesday, we have the FCL 25 card. This is this is the 25th show that we put on. We wanted to do something very special for FCL 25. So our undercard match for FCL 25 is actually two of the league's favorites. Um, one who competed in the first main event in league history, coming back for the 25th match, our 25th event. And also a guy who's competed in the movie trivia showdown before our preliminary match on Tuesday, singles division, David the Dynasty Campbell taking on Andres the Ghost Gallego, but Frank Janish. Yeah, our main event. Tell him for the first time ever, a surefire Hall of Famer is joining the FCL. J Lo, even, even oh brother. <laughs> I mean, Stop you dead in your tracks. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Don't say that word around me. That's like a, um, a surefire Hall of Famer will be competing in the FCL for the first time ever. We never know if we're going to get this person again. Mm. And they're going up against somebody who's near and dear to this broadcast, this show, right? Somebody who had a, a foundational voice. I think actually both people. Oh, but, yeah, that's true. Yeah. True. Our main event this Tuesday, FCL 25, will be a pro wrestling exhibition match. And it will feature these two men. The outlaw, John Roca, steps inside the first class league for the first and perhaps only time to take on the Titan, Aaron Turner, in a wrestling exhibition bout. How do you feel about that, Jen? This, this, I'm, I'm pretty excited for this one. I mean, Roca and, and Turner, uh, Godfather of the Rundown, Aaron Turner. Uh, you know, they host uh, Strong Style. Yes. And uh, you know, so it'll be fun to see them go at each other in um, a wrestling exhibition match here in the FCL. That's going to be a lot of fun. It's I think it's going to be very heated because you know Roka's going to bring it. You know Aaron's going to bring it. So uh, I, I'm i looking forward to this one big time. Yeah, big, big, huge match. One of the biggest events that we've had in FCL history. The second time we've done a uh, done a, uh, a wrestling exhibition for this right. time with two big names. But let's talk about some of the news real quick, Frank Janish, and then we're going to get to the match that everybody saw. Do yeah. we start off with that Harloff tweet? This one? Yeah. That one. 
Yeah. Read it for us. Yeah, MTS update for season nine. This is from Christian Harloff's Twitter account earlier in the day, uh, which would be Friday the 10th, September 10th. Season nine will go back to two matches a week and two pay-per-views a month, including a live event as one of those two pay-per-views. Teams will be Thursday, singles will be Friday, and these will be studio matches. Uh, as talked about before earlier um, when discussing like season nine earlier in the year, uh, there will be digital matches peppered in there and you know whether it's inner geekdom or star wars a lot of the star wars players are out of state and so a lot of those will be digital matches um so but yeah normally you know right now we've been at a three match schedule wednesday thursday friday with pay-per-views uh that have one or two matches so we were seeing upwards of five matches a week um this will bring it down to three or two to four matches whether depending on how many matches are on that pay-per-view uh you know last month i looked at the numbers we had 17 matches in the month of august if we go this route you know which we are doing next year it's gonna bring it down to about 10 to 12 matches a month so a five seven match decrease per month on it you know roughly speaking so that's quite a decrease but you know there is the fcl as well and we'll have its own thing going and uh mts is now um getting back into studio so a lot of these, I think it's a lot harder to schedule matches uh, for studio, especially when a lot of players were out of state. You could easily do it, uh, not easily do it, but it was it was more probably that you can schedule more matches in the digital age, as it were. And uh, now they're going back to studio um, with more production value and things of that nature. I think uh, that's, I don't know if what's the entire reason behind it, but um, as from an analytical standpoint, Brad, I got to say, um, kind of a welcome change <laughs> because i can spend i can spend more time on the matches now um sure. and dive more into them because you know when we had like six matches a week you know we kind of you know it's kind of unrealistic to do three four hour rundowns you know it's it's, it's right. a lot and i enjoy talking about it but i can't get as in depth or i haven't been able to get um as in depth as i would have liked to have in, in some of the matches and some of our coverage uh but you know with live events coming back you know we'll be on the road so it'll be tougher to do be more in depth with there's a lot more matches you know a lot to cover so uh what do you think of this change brad well i, I think it's a welcome change uh one it it gives the matches ability to live on their own and, and have some breathability sure do you know do you know this was the best idea that Disney did when they launched Disney Plus is they said, you know what? I know y'all all here for Mandalorian. We're not going to give it to you all up front. <laughs> y'all going to have to come back week to week, okay? And it, it reconditioned us. But you know another great thing that it did is when you when you do something where you drop all the episodes at once, things get convoluted. You miss key moments. You don't get the conversation online about each episode as it comes out, right? I think it's the same here with uh, the Schmodown. Having less matches coming out on the YouTubes, as they say, um, will allow us to really, as a community, digest the matches more, chew on them more, think about their meaning and overall impact to the season moving forward. Here's the other thing. I'm going to drop a little nugget on you. There might be a major announcement, and I'm just teasing uh, this out because you know that's what I do. I just tease things. But there might be a major announcement coming out about season nine and the first class league and the fcl's role in season nine might be slightly different than it is now okay all right 
That's all I'll say. I'll, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be waiting for that announcement. I'm sure it'll be exclusive you know, to the rundown, of course, right? I will drop it here first. <laughs> but here's all the right. thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think this is good news. I think it's great news. And, and, and here's the other thing I want to remind people of. Some people I already see um, talking about, man, this feels like a step back. Oh, I don't like this. Oh, less matches. I want more matches. Okay. I will say this. We have doubted him before, and it always works out. True. Listen to the league. Listen to Sire Harloff. It always ends up working. Trust in him. Yeah, and, and, and the last thing I will say on this is, you know, the whole kind of readjusting the, the faction uh, aspect, the sport aspect, and balancing out more with the, the entertainment side, the storyline side. I really fell in love with the Schmodown when it was, you know, 2016, 20, you know, 2017, 2018, where we're doing all kinds of things, and the roster was a lot smaller. Um, and we're pivoting towards that now next year. However, we do have the FCL, so even though the roster size and the MTS might come down a few notches, there's still room elsewhere for other players if they so choose, whether it's in the FCL or even in the MTS, you know, if, if they if they want to stay up there, if they can stay up there. So uh, it's just because there's fewer matches in the MTS doesn't mean there's less room elsewhere, which we do have the FCL for that, which we'll do about two matches. I'm At your current rate, you're doing two matches a week. So yes. it's kind of the same thing with how we are kind of now, just it'll be spread in different in different leagues. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that we're going to be just fine, yeah. as they say. We're going to be just fine. Let's talk about another big tweet that came out this week. Jeff Snyder officially retires from the movie trivia Schmodown. He says, also, I want to thank Christian Harloff and Mark Ellis Live for bringing me into the Schmodown where I made so many friends and memories at JT Movie Thanks. And Mark Andreco, you'll always be my boys. Roxy Stryer, you're the best. I love you. And Janine DeBean, you're going to do great things. Notice he didn't mention you there, Frank. He did not. He I did found not. that curious. And I DM'd him. You did. Um, and he has not read it. So, he hasn't. Yeah, what else is new? What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, it's, but but then was, on, uh, Go ahead. Yeah, on a more serious note, uh, when we talk about Jeff Snyder, um, the, the player, the competitor, the character – the Insnider, uh, he had a huge impact on this league and building this league. I mean, yeah. you, you have to go back to the decision, right? That's where it really all started. JTE wow. and Snyder formed the Patriots, and then they go on the most historic of all runs with the Patriots, undefeated season, 9-2. Uh, yep. and two. They went 9-0 and oh and then lost the last two to above the line, which were created through storyline to kind of – bring about the downfall of the Patriots. And then Snyder went on to win other championship, team championships with Mark Andreco as part of the Odd Couple. And uh, he gave us some really memorable moments, whether it's the El Miembe knockout, whether it's the William Bibiani 70s, whatever. Or whatever. Even, you, know, you know, I mean, th his Odd Couple matches were great. I mean, there's, there's just a litany of Jeff, things. Jeff and Oyama. Yeah. Live in Brooklyn or Another live in New one. York. Yeah. I mean, the Patriots top 10 feud rivalry, a feud really, uh, was great. And he, I mean, just 
And then last year, he was player of the year, went on a deep singles run. Yeah. Um, also won the team's tournament last year as well. Wow. So uh, he did so much, really, in his last year. Didn't have a lot of play this year. But, um, you know, he he uh, he is really um, one of the pillars of the Schmodown. And, you know, at the bottom of the screen, you can see he finished with an overall record between singles and teams, 32-17. and 17. Um, that's that's pretty uh, pretty amazing between two divisions uh, where Same. he had just about equal amount of play. I think he does finish with the third amount of total career matches, just behind Roca and Kalinowski. I believe he is tied uh, with Bateman at 49 overall matches right now. So obviously Bateman will play another uh, match this year against Paige Frabetti in the second round. So he will. So Snyder will drop down to fourth. But nonetheless, I mean that's a lot of career matches a lot of moments he's he he gave us as a three times teams champion 2020 player of the year award on his mantle i mean he's definitely a hall of famer and um you know best wishes to all he that all he's going to do in the future you know jeff snyder um, his legacy is cemented of course one of the best to ever do it if i were to make a comparative like in sports he's like a vander holyfield right mm, okay multi-divisional threat world champion one of the best to ever do it a hard hitter if you find him in the pocket you better run because he's going to hit you and hit you hard and he always keeps it realer than real deal holy field yeah. as snoop dog once said the only accolade i guess jeff snyder can't add to his pantheon of greats is he's not going to come back for a one night only fight tomorrow and have the president the former president of the united states call his mat last match but aside from that cherry on top of the Sunday. Uh, Jeff Snyder has had an incredible career. I want to thank him for all the great moments, all the great entrances, all the great outfits, all the great post-match oh, yeah. interviews. Backstage all the great appearances he, did, he had were some of the oh, best fire, early on. Fire yeah. appearances. Also, always stirring up the hornet's nest in the uh, Facebook chat or on the Twitter streams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just one of the best overall people to ever yeah. Ever play this game. So it is a loss, but all that means is a spot has opened up. Right? Yeah. I mean, hey. Can you try to even attempt to fill the shoes of Jeff Snyder? No. But now you can create your own lane. And I just want to thank Jeff yeah. for everything that he did for this league in all seriousness. Just what a what a man. Yeah. What a guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, before we move on, I don't want to forget these super chats because they will disappear oh, yes. on us. <laughs> uh, found the first one up here from Tim Sim. Timmy Simmy. One, could Harper's win signal the start of the Den's Miracle run to the faction title? Two, where does the Rookie of the Year race stand between Harper, Griffey Nooms, Amory Moses, and Ty Lieberman? Three, Andrew's season is done. No, um, and then he, but he did add another one here. Let me Spoiler alert, by the way, everybody. Oh yeah, true. Correction. Uh, where does rookie, where does the rookie of the year race stand between Thomas Harper, uh, Josh Horowitz? Oh, he put in Josh Horowitz in there. Okay, amongst those names. Um, yeah, we'll see if we can we can get. To, I mean. We, we, we got a lot of tournament left to, to decide what Josh Horowitz and, and Griffin Newman are going to do. Amaru, if he wins the Intergeekdom title, Ty, if he goes on a run. I think there's, right now, you would say, I would say Harper's at the forefront for sure, but all the rest of these players that, that Tim Sim listed off still have a lot of season to potentially play to state their case. And if they can get to Spectacular too, well, it just makes that argument and conversation a lot more fun, a lot more difficult to have. 
Absolutely. I think, though, somebody just took, you know, at least first place in the race thus far um, for that uh, rookie yeah. of the year. We'll see what happens there. A couple more, and then we're actually going to bring in a great guest here. Jeremiah Morris, great minds, Frank, great minds. Jeremiah Morris with the $5 said, we got a different bracket than either of the two announced. Do we know which are official? Also, Harper is a beast by the uh, is a beast way yeah. to go. So the two that were released previously, uh, like through Facebook and Twitter, those are null and void, right? The null one and that void. Was, the one that was on the stream, uh, the pay-per-view tonight, that's the one you're going to want to look at. Uh, I'm sure that will be released. If not, it's going to be released soon on Twitter or Facebook or however, however it's going to be released. Uh, that's the one because that's we're putting – because Andrew DiMolanta was going to go into the tournament and now he's not – um, and that's, I think, a question he will probably address on his show, Beyond the Showdown, um, if I were to guess, maybe, perhaps. Um, but then now, uh, so that's the bracket you're going to want to look at um, going forward. That will be the official one. Yeah. And I think we have we have one more. Okay. Uno mas. Uh, Christian Hardesty, he says, speaking of getting more in-depth, when is Frank's deep dive of BAA and BPA teased us on Twitter a few weeks back? Yeah, uh, that's boys, uh, boys, <laughs> boys, 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 uh, base point average and base accuracy average. And that's really when I take what, what are you laughing at? I thought you said something completely different. You know, I, I'm, I'm not an ingester of alcohol. I thought BAA and BPA were like uh, types of beer. That's BAC. Is blood alcohol content is like the act. You know, which what is a, isn't a BPA a type of beer? An IPA. IPA. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, getting Sorry. back to the the meat of the question here. Um, yeah, turns out I got kind of busy, so I wasn't able to really do more with that and put more uh, stats out uh, on that base accuracy average, which is taking the first round and the second round questions not including any bonus points not including any steal opportunities or steal points that's why i call it the base uh accuracy average and base point average and that's just kind of comparing um how players perform through those first two rounds without any kind of like extra stuff added in to try and get more of like how do they actually play with then you know the first eight questions and the other four questions or whatever division you're talking about um, whether it's five or six, uh, how do they just play within that and kind of get more of an accurate representation? Because not all players get equal opportunity to bonus points, not all get equal opportunity to steal opportunities or steal points. So that was just one little thing that I was putting together as some additional information. It's not meant to be all-encompassing and answer every single question there is in the universe about the Schmodown, but just a kind of an additional stat to, to kind of look at and and perhaps if you're trying to predict matches maybe you look at that step and that helps you you know in your fantasy leagues or what have you that's that's all that was going to really be well frank we will break down bap and baa and ba uh, bpa and ipa and uh shiner <laughs> clb and Coors, you know <laughs> clb all our great acronyms but yeah. right now we have to bring on our special guest our special guest right now is fresh off of a championship match in which he was the victor. Y'all make some room for the new movie trivia showdown Star Wars champion of the world. He is the major Thomas Harper, and there he is. Thomas Harper, congratulations. Congratulations. Hit him with the, yeah, there you go. 
the sound effects. You got to get that. Look at you. How's it feel, Look champ? Surreal. It. It. I was nervous when uh, when the match aired. I was like, I could. I could lose this. <laughs> you know what? You know, it's funny because Brendan Meyer, I think he said the same thing after they defended against corruption. He's like, watching it back, he's like, I was still nervous. Did you really? I mean, do you still get nervous watching? Did you get nervous watching that match back? Yeah, I you, I don't know how any other competitors are. You, I, I like blackout. I remember two or three things from what what happened, um, and that was it. So it was like watching it for the first time all over again. Uh, and that's kind of nerve wracking. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I bet because Andrew DiMolanta has been on a tear. I mean, defeating Alex Damon twice, uh, that obviously had to give you some pause as to what level DiMolanta was playing at. Oh, he's on another level. I, I like, I will be perfectly honest. I was very openly critical of, of Andrew gameplay wise coming into this season. He took the criticisms that I had and just, launched him into the sun uh he came into the season a new player say whatever you want about the questions in that first match he won uh and then he he sent it home he spiked the football in damon dimolanta too and then spiked it again against uh laura kelly yeah. so when collision rolled around i was like all of you i was watching it for the first time and uh i played along and and was just uh, you know after that match there was a, i watched it and played along with ross and there was a feeling of like, got to work. You got to work. Mm. You know, got a, got a lot of work cut out for me. So fortunately, that paid off. But he played like an absolute champion that he is. So you get the job done in your rookie year. I will say when you were, were announced, we knew the Dragon Con stuff. Everybody knew that. And when you were announced to be in the draft, every manager that I talked to leading up to that, you were top one or two names that they wanted, right? Right. You go You go to Kate, and from your entry into the league, you could tell your seriousness that you took the game. You didn't just say, oh, this should be fun to try. You came in here and said, I want to be the champion. So that was your goal. Yeah. You've obtained that goal. How does that make you feel? There's still work to be done. Spectaculars in December, and and that's not over yet. And uh, you know, I I look at I look at that bracket, and I see sort of two names. It's it's a murderer's row, but outside mm -hmm. of Ross, who's going to be on a on an app on an absolute warpath, I look at you can't help but look at Damon on one side and uh, Gold Leader, however he would misspell his own name, on the other. And you know, <laughs> on one side, I think. I make a yearly uh, sort of effort in beating Alex. It's just ingrained in me. And on the other side, I think, what will Gold Leader misspell next that will mm. that will seal the win? But I'm just happy to not be in that tournament. That that is an absolute murderer's row. No matter what quadrant you're in, no matter how you slice it, and uh, you know it's it's going to be fun to sit back and watch and play along. But uh, I tell you, I have what nobody else has in this league and that's a faction like the den it's players like ross it's players like uh lacy and the switchblade and peggy folks that back me a hundred percent and pour themselves out this belt would not have been won without the time that they that each and every one of them spent with me well we all we all know well at least i know how killer ross is ross arsenal the guy is the goods right but 
let's let's go through and Chris Hole right now with fifteen dollars says congrats to the major Thomas Harper on winning the Star Wars Championship and the Den and the Den Mother on their first belt. Can't wait to see you live at the spectacular hashtag Gucci verse lives. Um, <laughs> okay. Gucci I, you know, dies if Gold Leader makes it through the tournament. Oh, <laughs> into Sorry, the Gucci verse. I just have to say, yeah, yeah. just facts. Yeah. Let's, let's let's talk about it though, and I'm excited to see you perform live um, at the spectacular as well. It'd be the first time that we get to be inhabit the same room, a major and a boat. I mean, that's like kind of like a lot going oh on gosh. right there. How do, you, but how do you equate those? You can't. You really can't. You know, six to one, half dozen to the other. But to talk about that first round, all right. Because we know in Star Wars, it's really who blinks first most of the time. Sure. Now, a championship match has different dynamics, and it allows for more of a comeback than in a typical three-round match. However, you don't want to trip or stumble at all out of the gate. And in that round one, you had a couple of, uh, of missed opportunities, shall we say. Yeah. Walk me through the mindset of what happens after you get – you know, your first miss and then the rest of the round plays out like it does. What's going on in your head? I, quite frankly, I, the, the way that I missed that first question, adding a word to it and, and the call, the internal review was absolutely right. Uh, you know, I got it wrong. Andrew had it right. I was, I was feeling what Ace must have felt in our match, having the tense wrong in a word. And that's like, that's exhibit A and where this division is at right now, that, that it, it requires that level of precision. There's no, there's no uh, benefit of the doubt rule giving people a slide. You've, you've got to know it or you don't. So I was feeling that, but I also kind of immediately went back to that experience because I missed questions two and three out of the gate. Uh, sort of took two shots to the chest and, and had to get back up from it. And I, that's that's sort of what I relied on. I didn't anticipate getting a question wrong. What was that, eight or nine? Like, that sucked. But, yeah. you know, it's um, that that's what I was going back to. And I said, that was a three-rounder. I fought my way back there. There's always a chance. This is five rounds. You know how he's played in in, in previous five-rounders. There's There's going to be an opportunity somewhere. I didn't anticipate it would be what it was. I, I thought maybe we would tie it and, and we'd have to decide it in sudden death. But, uh, you know, I'm thankful that, that the door opened in the way that it did. To miss a Y-Wing question, though, I like Bro. if you know me. Oh, my I mean, Lord. I, I will fully <laughs> Talk admit, about it. I'll fully admit. I heard, I heard the words Y-Wing and I knew the movie and I just immediately was like, robotic in my response like let me give the model number (laughs) i know this and as soon as he flipped his board i was like well damn (laughs) (laughs) i have an answer i have a very specific answer but it ain't the right one right and and so then at that point you're you're just hoping that he misses his his bonus because a three-point deficit is is tough in in any division but uh you know that was a that was a brutal bonus question that's all I can say about that. Yeah, pretty tough uh, bonus question. But I got to ask you, you know, when you're down two like that, and maybe you feel like you catch a bit of a break because he misses the bonus, um, where you could have been down by three. And yeah. honestly, if he hits that, you guys are going to sudden death if everything else plays out the way that it plays out. Um, Brian Ward in here saying, great, 
Now I have to come up with another way to reference Y wings for this spectacular. Just whoever poster. whoever wins this <laughs> tournament, Brian, just cover them with a Y wing, and you'll be fine. <laughs> fine. Take that note. But what is it like to? I mean, everyone by now, I think, who's been following your career in the Schmodown, uh, to miss a Y wing question. What's the mindset like to kind of like dig yourself out of that? Be like, I just missed something that I'm kind of known for in these right. parts. Um, what's the mindset to try and try and dig yourself out of getting too lost um, yeah. in that moment? Well, this is where the, the big difference between Dragon Con and the Schmodown comes into play, because at the beginning of the season, there were there were a lot of questions about can can these Dragon Con players play Schmodown? They can play this this other trivia match, but this is a different game. And so immediately after i got that question wrong i was like this is going to come down to schmodown play this isn't going to come down necessarily to 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 questions missed on on an even playing field uh just the way the rest of the rounds shake out it like it had to be that way i mean the speed round is is maybe the only exception in the betting round but like you know i i had confidence there i i came into this season like saying you think i don't know the rules you think i'm not going to play the game better than you do then that's fine to make that assumption but you know i was very tactical in my approach and so in that mindset combined with kate coming in and and really settling me there she like i don't know if people have given her enough credit people kind of chalk chalk up what she does and just says uh, you know she's a comedian this or that but that's managing right there. At the end of round one, you don't see her coming in and making jokes. You don't see her coming in and yeah. like like hooping and hollering. You see her focusing me, like grabbing me by the collar and saying, look, you've been through this before. Get centered. Get right. And you've got a round ahead of you with five questions. And and that's exactly what I needed in that moment. And especially with spinners or excuse me, uh, with mixed bag coming up on the wheel on a respin you know, I was locked in in that moment, and I, I I would hope that that my performance in round two shows that 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 I was ready to cut through that like uh, like warm butter. Well, we we definitely saw that nerd chronic with the ten dollars says, "Congrats, champ!" Although I would admit it, or although I would admit, I would have been interested to see you go in the tourney and be the first player to win two tournaments in one year. <laughs> yeah. Did you, you see his face? Don't you put that evil on me, nerd chronic? Don't, don't do that, no. nerd chronic. Don't you put. Music questions are so rare. It was a tough one, but he says he wants more of that. There, there have been more. Go yeah. back to, to, to Collision and, and maybe even before that. Uh, there's There's been a pattern there. Uh, I think the competitors yep. have realized that. So that was a brutal question, but that's where the division is right now. I have a question for you regarding categories. Now, Ross... Arsenal, who played for us in the FCL, had to deal with the uh, category that's only exclusive right now to the FCL, small screen Star Wars, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm trying to champion for this to be on the wheel next year. I really want it to be. Would that be a life ruiner for you? (laughs) No. I I think that that would inject new life in this division. I, I will die on this hill that this division needs to expand. At a minimum... To the live action shows because that's where the fandom is right now because we do not get rogue one or excuse me rogue squadron until 2022 which means that new questions if we just stick to theatrical releases you will not see this division expand until 2023 unless the rule book changes 
So you're looking at two more years of questions on the same 12 movies. If we expand to, to even just Mandalorian, maybe the Book of Boba Fett, you get some fresh blood. You catch up to where the fandom is because that's where the attention is. True. I, you know, I, I would argue that, that uh, Clone Wars has a massive following. Rebels has a massive following as well. Resistance maybe a little bit less so, but but not undeservedly. And, and so um, you catch up with where the heartbeat of the franchise is, but you also make it suddenly more like singles. Everybody champions singles as this tactical division where anything can happen. That round two really, really matters. There's strategy there. You hear people like Bateman uh, talk about their strategy in round two. Suddenly you would have that in, in, the, uh, in the Star Wars division where like round two, quite frankly, has been just sort of like, eh, whatever, what, opponent's choice, spinner's choice, it really doesn't matter. Suddenly it really would. Because I would love to give somebody, say, Mandalorian season one or Clone Wars season six or, oh, or some oddball, <laughs> oddball slice. Give them the Ewok yeah. movies. Give yeah, it to and, them. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it would spice up the questions. I think it would make it more fun for the audience watching uh, the folks that have invested their time as fans in those shows. Admittedly, it would add a bunch of studying effort. But, like, I look at the other Schmodown competitors other than Damon and Molly and and marie and zach and i'm like yeah. you guys have had a luxury you don't know how easy you've had it <laughs> focusing just i i realize there are very deep cuts here and it's yeah. it's not an easy league by any measure to play in but like you don't know how nice you've had it just focusing on 12 movies like just just saddle yourself up for for seven seasons of clone wars four of rebels uh two of the mandalorian i like the fan in yeah. me the yeah. mts fan in me like craves that well That's hopefully funny. we maybe get to see it i don't know your Carl, uh your faction mate here ben goddard says oh. once you go into the tourney put the belt on the line every time <laughs> seven <laughs> points apiece then wins the faction championship boom hey, there you this go this is this is the kind of big brain thinking that, <laughs> that the league needs <laughs> Damn, and, sam uh, with the 20 dollars uh go ahead frank read it for yeah me. he says uh, asked about dean Watson kelly about uh this same question as well on insight kelly said She'll have to reconsider her place as a competitor. Di Melanta said he not he's not against it, but wants a slow intro with Mando first. Yeah, I think um, picking and choosing and kind of slowly introducing and slowly expanding because I think too much. Uh, I'm a fr you don't want to see like people just completely like whiffing on on questions. Although I, I suspect Dragon Con players would would have, would wouldn't really succumb to that, but other players who haven't. You know, like Laura Kelly, for instance, you know, where where she is a fan of Rebels and all these other properties um, or, you know, titles, you know, it takes that's a there's a lot of episodes to comb through and, and yeah. do work on. So um, I am I am in favor of expanding the Star Wars division with with Mando and things like that. Um, but I would like to see it slowly introduced. We'll pick a couple, you know, things here and there and, and pepper them in there and see what happens. And uh uh, but de I definitely agree. Something I think down the line will happen, and perhaps in the off season there'll be more discussion about that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I told, I, I joke. The night before the the match, I had a a like like nightmare that the wheel comes out and it's got these oddball slices, like non-human <laughs> Jedi, uh, like black market blasters, just like oddball slices. So there's a way that you can keep it at the 12 movies, but in round two, just interject instead of your, your movie slices, 
have some bizarre stuff. Uh, you guys have had it in the FCL with, with some of these oddball categories that we've, we traditionally only see in round three of, uh, of MTS matches get weird with, with the slices on there and give, give star Wars competitors the option. If you want to put a movie slice on there, that's maybe one of your, your couple slices that you can submit. If I want to put, you know, uh, vehicles and weapons on the, on the, the board, because I think my opponent might be weak in there. Like that's the kind of like, yeah. ta uh, like tactical level strategy that like I really crave in this division. But uh, you know, truth be told, they've got a lot of room to run in the 12 movies still. So if they stay in this heartland, you know, it's still going to be a fun game to play. A uh, couple of last questions here for you, Art, before we get you out of here, because what I'm curious about is between now and December, a lot of time, a lot of time. How yeah. do you, how do you, how do you stay sharp? How do you stay focused? Because you know who's coming out of that tournament is going to be razor sharp and has been, you know, you know, um, being tested like no other uh, before in this division, and they're going to be, you know, really gunning for you, whether it's gold leader whether it's one of the daemons whether it's whoever you know that's it whether maybe it's ross you know maybe he makes his way out of that tournament um you know how do you how do you stay sharp and focused between you know basically you know september you know october to december early december um quite a lot of time for for downtime but you know what do, what do you suspect your regimen might be and and will you take any time off uh, just kind of like relax and enjoy it or is it just you got to stay on it because that's what the division might require of you. Yeah, I, I look. I based on my work with him so far, I'm fully confident that Ross is the single biggest threat in that division. And what a story would that be for for uh, you know Alex is a friend of mine, Molly is a friend of mine, but for for uh, and and Nikki, I yeah. I think will soon be a friend of mine. But for Ross to cut through this tournament uh, on a war path. To face me, it'll be like Obi Wan versus Anakin at uh, at Spectacular. That that's that's a fun thought. That'd but be great. I I think you have to take time off. I think if you uh, there's a risk of of over revving of of winding yourself up too tight, and by the time we're there in LA, you're just cooked. Uh, so I I will be. I am taking time off. Um, I I approach it the very same way that I I approached this match because uh, Dimolanta had a, a title match to prep for while I was sitting on the bench, while I was sitting just in, you know, on the sidelines wondering when this match would be. And so I built out a very uh, structured regimen. Uh, my entire faction sort of bought into that and helped me. I think that's going to be the mat, the, the model because the, the layoff period between the two matches is going to be like really similar except this time I'm, I'm not the one coming off of a tournament. And, and I think that the space between the tournament finals and spectacular is going to be a lot smaller than the space that I had. So uh, it, it's going to be dangerous, but because of that, I take it with the utmost seriousness and uh, no matter who crawls their way out of that, that, uh, that tournament bloody and battered, uh, I'll be ready for them come December. Hey man, we'll be ready to watch the new Star Wars champion in his first defense. It'll be in front of a beautiful crowd there in Los Angeles, California on December the, is it the 8th? Did I get that right? 9th. 8th. 4th? 4th. Woo, I was way off. You're trying to give Maybe. me, you're trying to give me extra days to prep here. <laughs> 
mind I'm trying to throw your I'm, this Jedi mind tricks. Jedi mind tricks, of course. That is the major Thomas Harper. Congratulations again, my friend. Thank you, sir. Thanks Have for a good me. evening. Oh, right. oh, anytime, anytime. Right. There he is. The champ was there, and now he has vanished like there a force is. ghost. But guess what? Always friend? great. Always great to have uh, Thomas Harper on the show. Love how smart of a player he is. Yeah, you know what I mean? well, the way he thinks about it, came in, you know, first year rookie, five and zero, you know, first Star Wars rookie to win the title like that, um, and and talks about how much he craves the strategy and the tinkering and how to get an edge in that in that manner. Um, it'll be very fun to see him at spectacular and see you know what he what he comes up with and and in the years ahead, hopefully. Yeah, we will find out what happens to him at the spectacular. But you know what? From one smart player to another smart manager, a man whose fashion is off the charts, a man whose managerial skills, they can't even find a way to put a data point to. And when I tell you this, swag, off the charts, charisma, another level. He is the quintessential, the one and only Mr. John Kaiser joining us right now on the Schmodown Rundown. There he is. Hey. Kaiser! How's it going over there? How you doing? I'm trying to get a look at you guys. I think I got to get a better camera set up next time. You're good. You're good. You know, I brought this one out of the out of the garage. <laughs> well, you know, like many things you bring out of the garage, it's it, it'll do the job. What are you trying to say, Frank? I'm saying you got a nice garage with a lot of things. I do have a nice you garage. Do, you You've know. seen my garage. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Mm-hmm. How you been? A, you've been, that's, you've been that's away That's not a euphemism, is it? That's I, not a euphemism. Jeez, I hope not. God. You've seen my garage. It's a nice garage. <laughs> He's been to my garage. We'll just leave it at that. What do you got? <laughs> what do you got? A cold? You okay, Boat? I'm good. I'm good. You sound a little verklempt. I'm a verklempt? It's because I'm around you. Well, I, am at it. I immediately spread the germs. <laughs> That's who you are. That's I, who you uh, are. I'm a, just be. a big giant germ. <laughs> now, Inf- uh, infecting anybody who will listen to me. <laughs> All you got to do is open an ear, and then I got you. I got you. <laughs> Talk to him, Frank. It's yeah, well, Kaiser, time. man, you, you, you've had a bit of a, an absence uh, from yeah. the Schmodown with uh, Adam Witt holding it down for you. Um was the time off? You know, how'd you feel in the time off and coming back into the showdown? You know, was it just, um, was everything, you know, not in its place when you came back? You know, did Adam put some things over there and you're like, what's that doing there? What, when you know, what was it like coming back into the fold and I guess a uh, more full time um, status, I guess you could say? Frank, we talk, you know, we'll talk Frank. 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 Um, it's good to be back. You know, I, I missed my kids. You know, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm kind of like Tom Hanks in that movie where he goes to World War II. You know, I had all my, got all my boys underneath me. What's that one called? Saving Private Ryan. That one's a good movie. I fell asleep yeah. right after they stormed Normandy, but that was because of Happy Hour, not because it was a bad movie. But Fair enough. Um, no, it's good to be back. It's hard to manage and run a team when you're, you know, hours and hours away. Granted, the whole team isn't in L.A., but a lot of them are. And um, it just sucks to be in another you know, country, state, whatever it is over there. And, and all you want to do is be around your team. And all you want to do is train. But, you know, we all got to punch a clock at the end of the day, except Gucci. He just punches hobos. But, you know, everyone's got to do something. But, you know, you know, you got work takes over. But we're doing the, you know, I'm doing the best I can to manage everything uh, 
well, I am the manager of the team. Let's not get that twisted. But I'm doing my best to, you know, manage the house now that, that we're back. But, hey, don't get easier, man. We're in Act 3. This is obviously the, the big test, you know. This is, uh, you know, where Cato goes against Morpheus in The Matrix, you know, one of those movies. I think they released a trailer for the second one this week, which is pretty exciting. Um, but, yeah, but things are good, man. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, while you were uh, away, you know, the dungeon had had the lead and kind of lost the lead in the faction title. Yeah. Now you kind of guys are back on top. Um, and I guess you got to be really thankful that Andrew D. Melanta was not able to defend because Ooh. that would have put them over the top. And, you know, obviously, um, you know, Shazam is still team champions and there's the singles tournament going on. And right. um, they didn't do much noise in the Inner Geekdom um, tournament and Star Wars remains to be seen. Right. But, you know, what's it like kind of like following from not – I don't say afar, but, you know, from where you were at and seeing, you know, the dungeon kind of drop out of first place for a little bit. I mean, what, is, what does that do to you when you're not really there on a day-to-day basis uh, for the dungeon operations? You know, it, it, it doesn't feel good, Frank. I mean, we all know that. No one here can be the uh, undefeated Dolphins of 72. You're going to take a couple lumps. We got to be realistic. This is a whole new league with a whole new, you know, group of talent. Now, you're going to go through those lulls. Right. But now that I'm back, it's time to lull everybody back to sleep. Okay, when you're number one, it's hard to stay number one. But we've pretty much been holding on to number one longer than anybody this season. But like I said, man, act three, it all can change. I mean, I know we got a lot of pivotal matchups coming up and we got a lot of people who are ready to play. And, um, you know, now that I'm back in L.A. and Del Rio's back in L.A. and, you know, everyone's home again, it's time it's time to clean up the dungeon and go back to work. So I'm excited. I'm fired up. I'm ready just to, you know, hey, man, I'm doing, you know, sometimes you can't be at every match, you know, because of the digital format and shooting at two o'clock on a Tuesday isn't the easiest. But I'm lucky to have a guy like Adam Witt to step in and manage. I mean, he's the best guy for the job. Um, You know, he hasn't had a ton of wins while I was gone, but that's okay. He's kept us close. He kept us close. And, uh, He's a great. He's he's the best. I, I wouldn't. That's why. I mean, I drafted him because he can do a million different things. You got to throw him in Star Wars. Throw him in yeah. Star Wars. I'm gonna put him in teams. Put him in teams. You know, manage the team. There's nobody I'd rather trust with, with the squad. So, you know, he's with. Yeah, yeah I mean, he also had uh, talking about managing. You know, he had that one challenge with Ben Bateman versus Ethan Irwin. Yeah. The he said she's a drive and all that stuff. And real quick, you know what, Frank? Before we get too far away from here, sure. let the record state: I discovered Thomas Harper. <laughs> he'll, he'll tell you that. Okay. Call him, get him back on here right now. I found him. So I was putting uh, I was putting flyers around uh, Penn U- University Law School. Said, you know, if you guys are good at trivia, and uh, I saw him, and he, I started. He said, he said, I'm I'm pretty good at trivia. I know who Greedo is, and you know the rest is history. Now I, he he got snaked by by that no good rotten uh, Kate Kate O'Shaughnessy. You know. I, w- I was really hoping he was going to fall to me, but what are you going to do? I'm congratulations. That kid's a star. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, he's uh, got a little bit of a young Tom Brady swagger to him, and I, and I hope he does really well against everybody, except the dungeon. Except the dungeon. You know how you could really just f up oh, any Star oh. Wars. Oh, Chris Hull says Kaiser is a buffoon. Okay. Okay. Oh. All right. Well, there's also another unsavory. Uh, Oh, I, those are my chat, fav- but... those are my favorites. Put that one up. Uh, well, this is a, we, we can we don't have we gotta you know they didn't. Anyways, you know uh, you know how you could really <laughs> screw up a Star Wars match like the final question that you ask 
is simply who shot first. Boom. It screw up the whole match. It screw it up. Challenges galore. You know how much controversy just that question would add? It's insane. Let's talk about, though, guys. Let's talk about it. Uh, your boy, Robert Parker, the magic yeah. man. The next IG champion of the world, Robert Parker. That's how you feel? Oh, 100. I've never 100. been more confident of anything in my life. I, I know that I'm going to get extra sausage on my pizza tonight, and I know that Robert Parker is the next IG champion of the world. Again, um, not a euphemism, right? Nope. Not, <laughs> not doing any of that, pal. That's, that's where your brain's going. You're the college kid now. You, you got the dirty... <laughs> You oh, got the boy. dirty mind. Oh, boy. You know, you're watching too many Van Wilder, you know, watch-alongs or whatever <laughs> yeah, you're doing. Sure. But, uh, <laughs> no, I think Parker, Parker's yeah. poised. Parker's a gem. Parker's uh, one of my favorite people uh, on the planet. I always love going to war with him, and, and I'm real excited. Who are we going up against next? You got, you got Saul. You got, you got, you got um, Ooh, what comic book film begins with the line, I don't know. Feels like our grave. Five, four, three, the old guard. And your winner, by way of technical knockout, is, is, mm. That's, that's Parker's next opponent. Mm. Let the record state, Frank. I discovered Saul. Did you now? Okay. I, I drafted him. And then That's I right. You him. did. You I did draft him, him and you I traded him. Best, I got the best eye for talent in this league. That's right. You did. A lot of these, a lot of fans will say otherwise. They think they know something and they don't like Johnny because he's got the big trashy mouth. Good news is I don't care. Really don't give those people much attention. The people who know greatness and know, you know, Schmodown intellect know that I discovered Saul too. But. But, 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 he's got to go up against the spider. And, you know, I want to ask you about this matchup. Christian because... Harloff says it's bad luck to kill spiders. Hmm? That's what he did say. Hmm. He did say that. You know? um, I want to ask you because when we last saw Parker play against Ethan Irwin, you know, it was TKO wins, great victory get, to get to the tournament finals, but he probably played the worst match of his Intergeekdom career, which is to say that a lot of other Intergeekdom players would love to play that kind of game that Parker played. Um and then you look at how Saw played here against Moose Haas, where we've seen lately in the Intergeekdom division the question difficulty rise. You know, take a look at it in the Kalinowski Chandra and the Pony match. Take a look at it at the other Intergeekdom matches that have gone on. And you see the the rise in difficulty for these questions. Parker, I wouldn't say he exactly struggled, but he looked more human than we've ever seen him. You know, he had a couple perfect games. What was his earlier percentage? In the year. What was his percentages in that one, Frank? Ninety something? Something, 90, yeah, around yeah. the high 90s, 100. Yeah, he had a perfect game. Just, just slipping. 90%. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I say this because when you look at Saul's last match, his victory against Haas here, he played really well and, and some tough questions that I think a lot of people were pretty impressed by that he was able to get through. And you and you contrast that with how Parker played against Irwin, where uh, it's a little bit more, I don't know, he looked a little bit more human, as I said. Um, what's the mindset with these tougher questions coming along and you look how Saul played, does that at all give you guys pause in terms of here's what we got to do for our study regimen, here's what we got to do to get prepared for well, this kind of new level of difficulty that's being infused. Frank, the they'd division. let you talk the next week if you can. If they, I mean, I got to come. I'm trying to, honestly, but I'm going to let you go here. Know, you're doing another smash a thon. You're trying to get through 16 <laughs> hours over here. I appreciate it if you are. Yeah. But, but, but to answer your question, Frank, first of all, I'm noticing a lot of journalistic bias 
feel like every time I go on a show or I talk mm -hmm. to someone, even someone who I respect, the great Jen Sturger lately, you know, all you want to talk about is what's wrong, what's gone wrong with the faction. No one's talking about what's right. We're still number one. But talk if you're asking, it. if you're asking me how we get ready for a guy named Saul, we know Saul's a good player. We know Saul came to play. The man's on a mission, and that's just fine. But he ain't getting his paycheck that week. It just ain't going to happen. He's getting bounced to the curb. I wish him, you know, uh, I hope he trains up and gives everybody a good match. I got to believe that um, he's absolutely earned what he's got uh, in the league this year. I think some people tried to say he had the knockout record in IG. I don't think that's accurate. That's uh, Kevin Smets. Yes. Uh, we all know that. But I think someone was trying to build him up a little bit or something, you know, make him sound like he was. If you I know, may just clarify that record, Saul does have two knockouts and two TKOs. So that's four total. Kevin Smets has four knockouts and one TKO, so that's a total of five. Right. And so that's so the record does lie Let with the record Kevin state Smets. that yes. I discovered Kevin Smets in addition to Saul and Thomas Harper. Talk about it. And <laughs> I also discovered Booker T. Boat will tell you that. I found him in a wrestling gym in Sarasota, Florida. I know sure. where all the great talent is. Um and I but you know you can only have there's only so many roster slots. But hey man, you know how it works in the dungeon. We take everybody seriously. I don't care if it's your first match in the league and you're going against Robert Parker. I'm training like it's a belt match. That that's yeah. the mandate. Like don't ever take anybody lightly. The competition is is better. The questions are harder. We get what's going on in this league this year. And all we can do is use our time wisely and get ready. And I, I think that Parker is the best IG player in the game. And by the end of this season, when he's got a belt over his head and him and, you know, another great champion, Tommy Harper are clinking their beer glasses in a bar somewhere. You're going to say there's two guys that Kaiser discovered, Robert Parker, Harper, Saul, Smets. Booker I don't T. know. There's a few other <laughs> to Booker <laughs> T. I forgot about him. How do I forget right. about the I guys wanna, only in the hall of fame? I, mean, I, I kind of want to address animal. this, 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 um, I kind of want to address this, uh, comment here, which I'm assuming is, what is that? one, um, Kate Mulligan. She says, hey, remind me, Frankie, which would be me. Uh, you thought it was a mistake I put Saul in the tourney, not this year, I thought about last year, and was the Marisol trade good or bad? I can't remember. In that trade, I got Saul. Is that um, the real Kate, or is that one of those Dickie Doo fans that is a fan of the day? Is that the I'm real one? I'm on Dickie Doo fan. Okay. But it could be, it could, I don't know, well. Holly However, Gangster? I mean, I think they used to call Kate that back at cheerleading camp in seventh grade. She was known <laughs> as the Mullet Gangster of uh, Shishkashkawan. What's that, Sheboygan? Is that where she was born Sheboygan. in Sheboygan. Sheboygan. Her and, John, er, her and John Candy grew up in the same – oh, no, he's Canadian. Never mind. But I think he frequented yeah. Sheboygan. Yeah. He was. Wait, no, he, they, had, they, had, they had a big the record Kenosha in Sheboygan. The Kenosha, the Kenosha Kickers. Kickers, yeah, the Kenosha Kickers, Kickers. Right. Yeah, polka, 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 polka. Uh, right. Never heard of it? Lovely you heard, polka, you dances with polka. You know, Flintstones. Meet the Flintstones. All right. Uh, that's right. Oh, I did. <laughs> so, I, you know what? I mean, I, I also I also discovered Paul Ayama. I discovered them all. Mm. I, I gave a re, I rebir I rebirthed Eric Zipper. So, like, he was birthed from his mother. Then I rebirthed them in the Schmodown. Wow, okay. Yeah. So it's, okay, it's like true. the sci-fi version, but basically you guys know what I do with talent. I, I just make people mean. better. Yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what, Kaiser? We I honestly could sit here and talk all day to you about a myriad of cornucopia of different topics and life right. lessons and things that, that we need to know. Just answer me or riddle me this. Um, do you have any doubt? 
such as the sausage on the pizza, that the dungeon will walk out December 4th, spectacular, Los Angeles, as the faction champions. In the famous words of Richard Dreyfus, I was in Jaws. <laughs> well, no one can make an exit quite like Kaiser. That's all I got to say about that, which was great, which is great. So he's got a nice garage. That's good. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's a finished garage. Yeah. Nice and finished. <laughs> Boy. All right. What do you say we get on to these other couple matches here? You remember when Drake said, and I got a bigger <laughs> pool than Ye? And Ye's pool is nice. Mine is just big, <laughs> is all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, that's and that's what started their beef. <laughs> I mean, unreal, unreal. A big pool, a bigger pool. I was in Jaws. Um, why don't we talk about the final two matches uh, real quick? Because I know we had a hard out here. Yeah, um, yeah. You want you want to just highlight Ian, as you said, yeah. zips up a win over the Z Man. Yeah, this was um, this is a tough match because Janine got outscored in the first round, then outscored Zip in the second round, and then uh, Zip kind of he. he you know, couldn't quite get back into into leading contention where his fate was in his own hands, and it ended up being Janine, and she got a she got a you know a five pointer that she could that she answered correctly, and look, she got a big win here. I think she's played she she has played really well this year, and I know some people in the chats and and posts and Facebook and Twitter and all that you know were like you know that five pointer I don't know, you know it was like a little more on the easier side. Look, that's the way. This stuff happens all the times, but you look when when it comes to someone like Janine, and now you know it's like it's she deserves some of the breaks too. You know, like everyone gets these kinds of breaks all the time. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Um, it just so happened to fall uh, on Janine this day. And look, she has I think you know seven other losses where it just didn't fall her way and ended up on the on the losing side of things. And for once, she gets something you know that people out there their opinion is ah well it's more of a softer five than than other fives sure we could say that about a lot of matches that's just kind of the way this thing goes um so i think you know when we we, we get talk like that it just kind of it kind of upsets me because it's like yeah it's just another day in the showdown like okay so then that's you know she still played great i think zip played great and um you know, I'm happy to see Janine advance because there is now an opportunity for her to face Mike Kalinowski um, in the second round. Obviously, Mike's got to play Paul Walter Hauser, and that match could go either way. But I am I now cheering for a Janine Mike Kalinowski rematch this time of in the course. second round of a tournament? Yes, yes, absolutely. I want to see that. I really That's do. That's what and I because want more than anything in life. Janine is is more, you know. Um, more powerful than ever. Mike Kalinowski is, you know, has solidified himself as the second greatest player of all time in the Schmodown. And they're kind of like at their peaks more so than they've ever been before in previous matchups. And I cannot wait to see um, potentially, I'm hoping, okay, hello. Brad, we just lost Brad altogether. And, um, well, that's unfortunate. So, but now he's back. Okay, where'd you go? Sorry. No, I just left for a moment. Okay. Um, where were we? So I was just saying how he, much I would love to see a Janine Mike matchup if, in fact, we can get that. 
And again, I know I know that you're on a certain time uh, schedule yeah. here. So let's go to Tim Sims super chat here. Uh, a well-known personality in the after show community isn't happy with how the benefit of the doubt rule was used by Roxy in Janine's match. Big week for that rule as well in two singles matches. I don't know who this well-known personality in the after show community is, but if it's not on the Schmodown Rundown, we're the only show that matters, so it doesn't matter. But what do you think of the benefit of the doubt rule? Look, um, Roxy's going to fight for her players, and she uses arguments. As she should. And, as she should. And look, you may not like – I saw someone in the chat like, I don't like how she – I'm like, she fights for her players. And you shouldn't really it's, – it's up to who's ever at the desk, in this case, Mark and Christian, if they're going to listen to that or if they're going to you know, take into account or disregard it. That's up to them. I don't know what their minds. I don't know what they're discussing, or if they're saying, "Oh, you know, what Roxy said, you know, blah blah blah." blah. That's really, you know, I don't know what they're, you know, what they're de uh, deliberating back there. But um, I was fine with Ray of the Last Dragon, uh, Ray and the Last Dragon, that whole thing. Um, if you go back to Perry and Bateman's match, um, you know, I was involved in that challenge about you know Muppets. Um, what was it, Muppet Treasure Island or whatever? Which a Muppet yeah. movie? I forget which one. Um, Look, I, I'm I'm in favor of a little bit more on the lenient on the lenient side, you know what? And some people are not going to agree with that, and that's just that's just the way it is, and that's fine. Um, you have your line of thinking, I have mine, uh, you know, line of thinking on it, and I was fine with it. I was, um, you know, that's that's all I'm going to say about it, really. I didn't mind it at all. John Kaiser with the ten dollars. <laughs> I also discovered lawn. Sleeping in the laundry room at Winston's apartment complex. Well, it's my. It's not a really good Kaiser. I try. That's um, bad. It's okay. Um. So why don't we talk real quick about uh, this match that went down yeah. for everyone, real quick? What screen legend played the lead role in the Russia House about a British publisher who unexpectedly finds himself working for British intelligence to investigate people in Russia? Five, four, three, two. Sean Connery. And your winner, ladies and gentlemen, James the Jet White. Pretty crazy stuff there. Yeah, that was a really tough pull, I thought, from uh, James White there to seal the victory on the three-pointer. Like that, he used all his JTEs in that moment. He he did not want to get to the five. You know, you talked about he talked about it in his post match where he was like, "I was pretty sure this is what it was, but I wanted to sit on it and really, you know, ruminate on it and make sure like this is what it was." And uh, you know, he delivered a big W. He got he gets a big win there for corruption. That actually catapults corruption up to third place in the standings. Um, I don't have them loaded in here at the moment. I wish I did because I would put it on screen. But I think that does vault them into third spot. They were down in sixth. So that's a huge jump. And they're right in the thick of things. And, you know, they got Marisol McKee playing for a title match. Uh, corruption is now in the team's tournament. That's a whole other thing we, we'll discuss next week in terms of, you know, final exam and corruption now being in the tournament um, where midterms is out. Um, uh, corruption's out. Deception's in the tournament, rather, I should say. So... Uh, or wait, did I say that backwards? Reverse that. Um, yeah. So uh, um, big win for corruption there. And James White, you know, he he's 
I don't not enough people I think pay attention to him because he's not as flashy or has had as many matches. But man, he can show up and deliver and put up some impressive rounds. And um, I, I thought he did a great job. I thought Brittany played really well too. And I'm always excited to hear a player talk about how much they enjoy playing even after a loss because that because I love watching Brittany Young play and you know there's a few times in that post-match interview where she said you know these are my people these are my kind of people and you know she's out there to have fun and so I look forward to seeing her next year in whatever capacity she kind of talked about some calling some matches but hopefully I would love to see her play as well it's a lot of fun to uh, watch her perform and and display what she knows Um, it's always enjoyable experience watching Brittany Young play but for James White he's advancing to play uh, David Del Rio and that's going to be no easy feat for either of those players. And um, round two is looking pretty heated so far with what we know of the matchups. Yeah, um, we know that that round two is going to get real crazy, especially that match that everyone's looking forward to in New York City, baby. That's just about less than a month away. Make sure you get your tickets now if you haven't already. Frank Janish, oh, out of respect for you, the numbers man's time. I want to let people know where they can find you and follow you. And before yeah, you can, that, um, you have also like a, a thing that you want to say at the end? Did I have a thing? What did I, what did yeah. I write down here? Uh, what's your favorite color? Oh, yeah, what's my favorite color? What's your favorite color? What do you think my favorite color is? Ooh, I think it's... <laughs> I think it's Trumpian gold. <laughs> Trumpian gold? That's right. It's orange. It's orange. Yeah, I like orange. Okay. This is a real what? just Trump orange. Bold. Yeah, because of yeah. your frame back there, I was oh. like, I was like, you know what? Let me throw a little Trumpy on it because you just, you know that picture of it like it's gold, like condo, whatever. Old gold it does condo. look a little. Like, yeah, know, it looks a little Trump. Looks a little gaudy. Yeah. Anyways, it came not, that to, way. not to get too What's deep. What's your into favorite that, color? Blue. Oh, blue. Hey, you look like a blue guy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate that. I've never heard that before. <laughs> So I am blue, but all right, let's cut it off. Let's cut it off. Hey, let's get out of in here. the immortal words of Richard <laughs> Dreyfus, I was in Jaws. This is the Skoda. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.